What do your boundaries have to do with finding your ideal clients? And what could having a lack of boundaries be doing to hurt your business? We have Nicole Porter here, and she's going to tell us a little bit about herself, why this matters to her, and why it should matter to you. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, my name is Nicole Porter, and I'm the owner of Modern Way Social Media, and we're a full-service social media agency, and we have a heavy focus on, on organic social. Um, I live on Cape Cod with my three sons, my husband, my three dogs, my seven ducks, and a partridge in a pear tree. And so not really on the end there, but you know, <laughs> so this is why authenticity matters, right? So to get right into that question of why authenticity matters is when you're building an organic presence on social media, being authentic, and I know it's such a buzzword, so we can use other words for it, being natural, letting people behind the scenes, helping them feel connected with you is really how you build an audience and build a quality audience. So it's not just about amassing a ton of followers on these channels. It's really about building relationships and helping these people feel like they know you. And that's what being authentic, authentic does. Right. Absolutely. So when you go ahead. No, I was, I was actually going to say just because I wanted to make sure that everybody knows that when I come in here and I'm telling you about boundaries and Nicole's coming here and telling you about authenticity, these two things go hand in hand. And we're going to dive more into that as we as we progress and, and kind of show why these two things are so vital to your business success and finding your ideal clients. But I wanted to make sure that you, you were on board with boundaries, authenticity, genuineness, whatever you want to call it. Those are friends. Those are very close yeah. friends. For sure. And I think the fact that a lot of people don't think they are is what holds people back from showing their true self online. And just because you're showing your true self, it doesn't mean that you don't have boundaries and it doesn't mean that you're showing everything. You know, I think you, it, a great starting point. So all of us know what we don't want to share on social, right? We all know where really that boundary is of what we don't want to show. But a good starting point is to come up with maybe some things that you are comfortable showing, right? So for instance, I know that I'm not really comfortable showing a lot of day-to-day um, -day stuff where I don't want to show my dinner. I don't, I'm not very comfortable showing my children's faces on my business channels. However, I'm very comfortable showing behind the scenes business content. So if I'm taking a photo of myself doing something in my business, I'm very comfortable sharing my dogs. I have a million. I also have a bunch of ducks. I don't mind showing that stuff. And it's different. Not a lot of people have ducks. Yes, some do. But it's a differentiating factor. And if I can go out into my backyard and show that, it makes me really memorable. And it makes people connect with me. And I'm not sharing things that I'm not comfortable with. I'm not going outside of my box. So even just having a guideline of, these are the things that I want to share. These are the things I don't want to share, right? Because it, it really doesn't mean sharing everything. Absolutely. And this is actually something that, that I've done for a lot of my clients when we're creating their brand messaging handbook is there's a section in there of do's and don'ts. And that's where mm -hmm. you start thinking about what are we actually sharing and what are we hesitant to share? And who are we going to share on behalf of? Like uh, I had a, a person who helped people with uh, type 2 diabetes. 
And I said, well, who are you comfortable sharing the content of? Like, are you comfortable sharing another coach, a coach's content? And she, nah, not so much. Okay. Well, who? The Diabetes Association. Awesome. Do, don't, easy. Now, what I also heard you say, in addition to boundaries, not you didn't use this word, but it's very much intention. So creating your boundaries is a great first step. What do you want to share? What don't you want to share? But then within the, the, the wheelhouse of what do you want to share or what are you okay with sharing? What is your intention behind sharing it? Because if you're just sharing your dinner, because that's what you're comfortable with, or if you're not comfortable in your case, but if you're comfortable sharing your dinner, well, what's the point? What is sharing your dinner doing for your brand? Versus what is sharing your ducks doing for your brand? Because like you say, that's memorable. People are like, oh yeah, Nicole, right. that's the duck girl. I love her. That's great. <laughs> that's intentionality. We're doing it to be memorable. So how, what would you advise with regards to that? When you figured out, I don't want to share this stuff. This is not really feeling comfortable to me, but I do want to share this. This is cool. This is in my wheelhouse. Um, how do I choose what things to show with intentionality? Yeah, that is such a great question. And I think it really comes down to what you were talking about with your brand. When you're when you're figuring out your brand kind of at the very beginning of your business and you know what your brand's all about, what does it stand for? What do I want to look, what do I want it to look like? What is my brand voice going to be? And you know, I come from that, like I'm I'm a little bit quirky and I try to show that in my brand because it's memorable. Um, another thing that a lot of people can be very comfortable sharing is when they have a professional affiliation and you're kind of out, maybe you're at an event and you can take some photos of people. That is a great way to be authentic with intention, right? You're showing the other people behind it. You can tag those people, right? That's a great thing to do. Audience sharing. Can... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> User generated content with permission. Please ask permission always. Um, you know, things that are memorable, like the ducks. But, you know, if I had a food brand, if that was something that was really important to me, for instance, if if I was a foodie and I lived in a metropolitan area and I was going out to eat a lot and part of my brand was showcasing the food and even if it, I was still a social media manager, right? Maybe I work with a lot of restaurants and that's a great way to bring food into my brand. But that's, you know, that's not my personal brand. So it's really to tie this all together <laughs> after a lot of talking is to bring your being intentional with what you want your brand to look like, who you want your brand to be affiliated with and what's going to be memorable for your audience. So that and that last point is so important. For your audience because a lot of times we think of that first part well that's not really me or i want to be i want to be authentic and genuine so i'm going to share about these things um like i share some of my sketches and drawings because creativity is a really important part of all the things that i do and that makes sense and then the opposite side of that is but does my audience care this is something we need to think about because if they really don't care it, it might be something you say for a personal account, or maybe you put it into a certain context that makes them care. And that can, that can change its reception completely. Oh, absolutely. And, and another, I think another piece of that is that good marketing should both attract and repel. 
So you don't necessarily want to attract everybody by being authentic. You definitely, a piece of this is kind of not getting rid of, but you know, you're really pulling in the people you want to talk to and you're pushing away the people that don't resonate with you as much. Um, and also, like you said, putting that little, maybe putting a little spin on it as to drawing the correlation between the two, because people aren't always going to get that right away. You know, if I'm talking about my ducks, they might not necessarily be like, well, what does that have, what does that have to do with marketing? And then when I start talking about how it's memorable and how you can be memorable, and I start tying those things together, really make a difference. And they start thinking, okay, well, how can I do that? What's memorable in my life? And what can, what am I comfortable sharing that's memorable? And how, how can I tie that into my brand? But it, it does all come down to what is your audience going to respond to you? And what do they like? And how, how can I serve them by putting this stuff out there? And so I think a lot of people miss that and they just think, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be authentic. I'm going to show everything and, or think something that doesn't tie in. And, you know, it's, that's not really what we're doing with this. We're being authentic with strategy. We're being authentic with a purpose, not, not just to do it. It's, it's about creating those relationships. Like I said, at the very beginning. Absolutely. And, and the idea of making, putting things into context can seem really daunting to some people. I, I've had so many conversations with people who get out into the world and they're like, I wanna be visible and I wanna share about this aspect of me because I want to be authentic. And, but I don't see how that has to do with this. Um, and what I'm often telling people is everything you do can be tied to what you do professionally, everything. Like there is not a thing that you, you can't tie. Oftentimes for my creativity, my artistry, I'm always saying, make time for rest have a system and a strategy in place that gives you the time to do the things you love. For me, it's art. And so that puts it into context. But I've also st told stories about, of course, Taylor Swift. People would think, what are you talking about Taylor Swift for? But I'm like, okay. So if I'm just talking about um, how I grew up with Taylor Swift, because I was like a Swifty before everybody else. And I'm all like, well, oh my God, that doesn't make sense. But if I talk about Taylor Swift as a creative marketing mastermind, now we're on something. I've even told, I've told a story about um, getting my kids to clean a uh, pool, one of those inflatable pools. They needed to get in there and clean it. And I had to market it to them in such a way that got them to do the job. And so what would having your kids clean a pool have to do with marketing? Well, let me tell you. And it comes down to practice. Yes, I, I agree with that. I, and I've done very similar things where um, we went and got a Christmas tree one year and I told a story about my three kids and how they were fighting. And it was a lot of this one wanted this Christmas tree and this one didn't want this Christmas tree. And, you know, the other one really didn't care. And the one that really wanted this particular Christmas tree had to market it to the rest of us right he knew his audience and he had to know how to get to his audience to get us all five of us to agree to this christmas tree that he wanted and he did it very well uh i'll have to find that post so <laughs> we can put it in the comments of this because it's um this from a few christmases ago and so it's true you after you practice for a little bit you can definitely start to tie things in another good way to do it is you can ask other people because a lot of times I think we don't, we get so tied up in our own world. We don't see what's right in front of us. 
So when you ask somebody else that is very familiar with your business, maybe it's somebody in a networking group or a good business friend that you have, they can see things that you don't always see. So if you're like, I really love this story and it's part of my brand and I like, it's something I really like, I have a deck story and I really want to tie it into my brand. But I just can't, I can't figure it out. You know, put it out to a few business friends or, you know, even if they're not business friends and say, what do you guys think about this? Because that collaboration can really help sometimes. Um, and then you could talk about them in the story, too, and bring a even a little bit more authenticity to it. That's right. Give them a tag. Audience share. Let's leverage all of this stuff. And this is the beauty of creating community, of using yeah. your marketing to create that community, which is exactly what you're saying right at the beginning forming those relationships that actually matter, the ones that are true to you. And that's how you wind up not only attracting the right clients, but rather than just waiting for them to come to you, you actually wind up handpicking them in this manner by showing up in that way. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because that was something in our conversation that um, definitely is, I, I know that you all who are listening and watching today need to reflect on because I hear it all too often. Well, nobody's finding me or nobody's, I haven't, it just every, everybody seems to have this idea. If you build it, they will come. And I'm going to blame that movie way back when, whatever the heck, whatever that movie was, that baseball movie, build it and they will come. And I'm like, guys, it doesn't work that way. Not quite, not quite. So let's talk about the reverse. Yeah. I get people to come. Definitely. Oh, that's a great topic. First of all, I'm going to be really embarrassed that I don't know the name of that movie because it's like my husband's favorite movie. And I feel like I really should know the name and um, I don't. So I'm sure a million people watching this do, but yeah, comment. Um, we'll know. Comment that movie's name <laughs> because then everybody will know you will, you will always have this movie burned into your brain, which you should anyways, because it's, right? it's a classic reference for any marketing conversation. So comment the name of the movie. Now we're going to sit it, here. On is it, it um? Is it Field of Dreams? Is Field of Dreams sound like it could be? A, anyway, we'll talk about marketing. <laughs> so we be so authentic, authentic here. Um. So the thing with social media, right, is that it is built for connection, relationships, interaction. It's social, right? So a lot of people treat it like traditional media because we're so used to traditional media and with traditional media you put out a very curated message and you wait for people to come to you and that isn't how this works on social it is it's a very different form of media that's why we can be so authentic um it's why we are able to show ourselves you wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily put a photo of me and my ducks in a magazine maybe if it was like a story but not not a little ad in this the corner right so it's it's a little different in that way um and so when you're using social what we really encourage is going out and talking to people and it seems like such a simple concept and but it works so well and you can go out and you can connect with the people that you want to connect with a lot of times i talk about it being a referral partner that you would talk to frequently. So maybe somebody like, for instance, I would talk to somebody like you, Shauna, or I would talk to somebody like a, you know, a graphic designer or a web designer, because those are the folks that are getting me referrals. They're, they're asked, get asked for social a lot. 
But it, you can also go and say, you know, what? I really want to work with nonprofits. Like personally, I love working with nonprofits. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to start commenting on a lot of nonprofit accounts because I'm going to build the relationship with these folks. And when they're ready for some help with social, then they're going to think of me because I built that relationship over time online. Um, and so we really, really encourage that. Um, the other piece of that is responding to people when they're talking to you and that again it might seem like a really simple thing but i see so many people don't respond to their comments and i use the example that you know if you were in a grocery store somebody walked up and talked to you you wouldn't just stare at them you would respond and it's the same thing on social right like I really want to do a skit on this for reals because I feel like it would be great. I just need somebody to go I'm down with me and do it. I'm down. We have got to do this long-term reel because I am here for this because that would be hilarious. It happens so often. And I see it. Yeah. I see it on all of the platforms, every single one of them. And mm-hmm. it's disappointing because it's a lost opportunity, not just for, for your business and for business growth and all those bottom line things, but, but for being a human. You know, for showing your humanness and to actually connect. (laughs) Exactly. People are commenting because they want to talk to you. They're not commenting just because they don't like your stuff. They're commenting because they want a connection with you. And yeah, it's a huge missed opportunity if you're not responding back. You can create a conversation. You can stay in touch with that person. You can take it to your DMs. And, you know, there's a lot that you can do with that. Um, I will say it is a bit of an algorithm boost if you can if you keep it on your on your post, because when you converse on a post, the algorithm, no matter what platform you're on, knows that your content is worth talking about. So they will show it to more people. So that's a little algorithm trick there. Um, when you hack number one, write it down. <laughs> so that that is, you know, it's a little better, but when you're in a DM, it also can have a higher conversion rate because you're a little, you know, you're getting a little more personal. So there's just so much you can do with conversation on these platforms and just it's not taken advantage of enough. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's, it's as these platforms progress, they're so new, right? They're so new. I say Mark Zuckerberg was building Facebook in his dorm room when I got my marketing degree. So things were a little different back then. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> maybe i have a skewed um skewed take on that but i can i'm not i feel like i'm not like ancient by any stretch of the imagination in almost all of the the circles that i'm hanging out with with amazing entrepreneurs and business owners i'm usually among the younger ones and i'm 35 I'm not afraid to share my age. I've got a few white hairs growing in here and it's okay. I'm going to be the village crazy lady one day and it won't matter. Um, but but it really wasn't that long because I remember like MySpace and like you'd post up like random music lyrics. People would get onto your your little profile and it would play songs and you're like, oh my gosh, like Avril Lavigne, let's go. Like whatever it is at the time. And that was, it yeah. wasn't long ago. It wasn't. And now yeah. here we are. This is crazy. What, we're, what we are yeah. effectively using today to form relationships and grow our business. Yeah, and I think the the platforms themselves have really realized the power of what they've created. And because even when social first started, the conversation capabilities were not the same. You couldn't really have a conversation. You couldn't reply to a certain comment. And there's, they're just, you're able to take 
advantage of their tools so much better now that they've increased the capabilities of what you can do. They're so robust. That's why they glitch all the time. But they're really, <laughs> yeah. they're really robust <laughs> platforms. I just had to take a drink of water and Nicole tries to choke me. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. It's true, though. It's why they glitch it all is. the time. It is. Um, but they they have a lot of capabilities that that we don't take advantage of. Um, you know, groups, that's a great one. If you're mm -hmm. looking at Facebook or LinkedIn, that's a really, really great place to find people in your niche, right? Because when you're on a page or you're in a profile, you're talking to a broader audience. When you're in a group, people are there for a specific purpose. They're there for a specific niche, right? Whether that's a mom blog, whether it's a doomsday prepping. I mean, there's everything. There's groups about snakes. There's groups about homesteading. There's, I mean. There's, I think there's a group actually on Facebook where like everybody just pretends to be a part of an ant colony. Um, so yes, there's groups about like everything. I think my husband told me about that. I did not, I did not join. <laughs> that's, wow. That's another level, but yeah, there, yeah, I mean, they're literally, I'm in a, a few duck groups. I get advice about my ducks. Um, yeah. So right. there's, I mean, niche focus groups for everything. Mompreneurs, dadpreneurs, like. I have a group. If you guys want to hop over to my profile, I've got one. Nicole, do you have a group? Um, I have one for my membership that I'll talk about later. Oh, so, see, here we yeah. go. It's good. <laughs> good stuff. And this is the thing. We have these communities. We've built these communities. Mm -hmm. And actually, this is this is a really great place because I feel like, Nicole, um, the people who are watching and listening right now are going to want to dive into like the nitty gritty, the, the deep dive into what yeah. does it look like to build a community? What does it look like to engage your community using socials? Um, and so maybe yeah. that's something that we can carry on to another conversation. And for now, we can just kind of talk about how, um, in, in closing, how setting, be, showing up authentically with boundaries and intentions, intentionality, mm -hmm. can help you to continue to form those relationships, build communities and a strong network that helps your business to grow. Do you have any final thoughts on that? And then absolutely talk about your your uh, community because it's actually amazing. I looked at it before we joined on here and I was like, thank you, girl. Anyways, so go ahead and share about that. I love it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I think my final thought about this whole topic of authenticity and boundaries, and there's one thing we really didn't share, we haven't talked about much, and that's consistency, right? And so I think a big piece of being authentic and creating your boundaries and connecting with people is you have to do all of those things consistently. So if you're going to show behind the scenes, make a schedule and make sure you're doing it once every other week, right? If you have certain boundaries or you have intentions that you want to show certain things, make sure you're doing it every so often and don't go against your boundaries because that's going to confuse people about your brand as well. So you have to be consistent with your boundaries and your intentions. So I think in, in also commenting, you know, and engaging with other people, put it doesn't have to be a lot. You can do it 10 minutes on the couch at night where you're watching Netflix and just comment on a few people's posts, but just do it consistently. And, and it will be a slow build, but you will see such a difference over time if you're doing it again and again and again and build slowly and consistently. It will make a huge difference. Um, 
So, and then, so thank you so much for allowing me to promote this is my membership. Um, you can see the link in the show notes for this, but it's called the social circle and it is a monthly membership that we do have a Facebook group for. And what this is, is this is for people that need some social media help and they just, they don't know where to go and they do, they Google and they don't know, they don't know what the right answer is. Well, this is the place to come ask those questions. We have a Facebook group. We do group coaching every single month. We also give you content. So what that is, is every single month you get captions and graphics that you can use. Some are copy paste. Some we invite you to, you know, share a behind the scenes video about this. Tell us three things about this. And we really guide you along with your content. So it's pretty much done for you. You just have to make a few tweaks and your content is ready for the month. So every month, group coaching, content and uh the facebook group is part of my social circle membership that's amazing especially when it comes to being consistent you were just saying about that consistency like this is a next level like yeah. accountability so check out that link in the pro in the in the show notes and make sure that you read up on all the details because i went in and write up on them and she just that was the tip of the iceberg I'm just saying that was the tip of the iceberg. And this is coming from somebody who also does this sort of thing. You want to check that out. Um, now, uh, before we close off, I just wanted to comment on something that you said, Nicole, and we're not going to necessarily spin off on this, but maybe we'll have another conversation about this slow growth because slow growth people often associate with a, a negative connotation. But I want to reassure everyone listening today that this quote unquote, slow growth is really all about sustainability and foundation building, making sure that you're mem memorable. So remember that uh, when somebody like Nicole, who is an expert in this space, talks about slow growth, they're talking about, and I don't, I'm not a math person. My husband could tell you, it's that curve that starts out slow and then spikes, it peaks. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that, that slow growth happens for a little while as you build your foundation with consistency and memorability, and then it spikes. Then those relationships really start to blossom. You start getting referrals out the wazoo and you're turning people away. So you want to dive into this space. With that, I invite you to follow along because Nicole will be coming on again. I've grappled her. She's got to have another conversation with me about these things. Um, and we've got more people coming up every single week. I host at least one of these conversations to support you with your authentic marketing, uh, using Marketing Rebels practices because we're breaking business barriers, shattering what we used to think about marketing, outdating, outdated strategies, and really launching us into the next realm of what does marketing look like for me? So with that, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We will chat soon.